Good morning, boys and girls. Blah, 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 blah. What's the point? What is the point of all of this? I'm not just talking about this little shelter at home, safe in place, quarantine, COVID-19, economy shutdown situation. I'm talking about the bigger picture. What is the point? What does any of it mean? I'm serious. Why are we doing this? When I was younger, high school, college, in my 20s, there were things that I wanted to do, things that I wanted to see, things that I wanted to accomplish. Things that I wanted to experience. As I approach 60, with the grace of the universe, I have accomplished and experienced a lot of what I wanted to do in life. So I'm sitting here now probably a little too comfortable in life. Yes, I said it. Probably too comfortable. Too confident. Having had the deep experiences that I've had over the last few years the relationships, family, kids, the whole thing. I'm full. Maybe full is not the way to put it. I'm content and satisfied to a degree that could be dangerous. I'm like, what's the point? Not that I want to go out and kill myself. Not that I don't have this zest or zeal for life. Not that I don't still wake up every morning ready to get at it and ready to do something and ready ready to try this or try that or something like that. I mean, I've been around the world I've seen and done just about everything that I used to dream about in high school study hall. I'm comfortable doing this COVID-19 thing. I'm working. I'm actually at home working, making money, 
in my apartment sanctuary two hours extra a day because I don't have to commute so when I'm off work at 6 I'm already at home I'm in getting my 10,000 steps in and the reason I say this is because my weight is slowly creeping up I'm disciplined now. Y'all can see me. I look good. I should stand up. Y'all should, y'all should see what the boy look like. But my weight is slowly creeping up, and it's because of boredom. I mean, today I got on a scale that was 205. 205, any mere mortal would be happy with that. Any 58-year-old, 6'2", African-American from Ohio would be happy with 205. But it's coming up. Last week it may have been 203. Week before maybe like 202. It's going up. Just a slight little bit. Not enough to be alarming. But enough to alert me. And it's because. Basically. Of boredom. Not being challenged. I used to say when I was unemployed and didn't know how my rent was going to get paid and didn't know what food was, well, I wouldn't worry, never worry about food, but, you know, where my rent was going to get paid, how my car was going to get paid. When I woke up in the morning, I had a mission. 24 hours a day from the time I went to bed to the time I woke up, I had a mission. I was turned on. There was something I needed to do, something I needed to accomplish. Today, I wake up roll out of bed I still get dressed except for yesterday I didn't maybe that was the problem yesterday I didn't really get dressed I don't think I took a shower and did my ritual I did get my 10,000 steps in then I sat and ate a couple bowls of hot sauce and garlic and onion powdered ripple kettle chips but my smoothie which I knew was overdoing it I kind of wanted sweets but I had I had had enough sweets over the weekend it was just boredom so I sat down I watched episode 5 and 6 of The Last Dance which is a tremendous documentary and mainly because I was an era that I was able to remember and witness and you know be there through Mr. Michael Jeffrey Jordan and Pippen Rodman I also have been thinking about how is this going to change us I was thinking if we step back and look at what's going on right now, if we were to take a look at it, maybe we don't know how drastic or how severe what we're going through is because we kind of just gradually went into it. And we kind of gradually went into it with all of us on the news. We all kind of 
you know, as a social entity, all of us human beings, no matter what people say about us not getting along, not caring, not, you know, caring about each other, which I think a certain percentage, we're not supposed to like each other or care about each other. There's always that should be a faction of people who hate one part of the population and the other part. And it needs to be at least, I'd say, two, three percent. <laughs> you got to have two, two, three, maybe five percent of the people who hate everything. You got to you got to have that raw part. You got to have that raw, broken, weird, dysfunctional part. Non politically correct part, but I forgot what I was saying. Oh, as we all came into this together, and in my neighborhood in Southern California, here fairly close to Sherman Oaks, which is very affluent, educated, uh, higher class people are uh, you know the Trader Joe's type people who you know, educated, they understand the social systems put in place by MSNBC <laughs> and everybody and how to act and so it's everybody's cordial and polite so my experience of uh, this epidemic or my experience of this response to this epidemic has been seen from a more upper middle class if not yeah, uh, definitely a higher middle class view where people basically know how to act. So now when I walk the streets, it's empty. You get used to that emptiness. Not too many people outside playing. Kids aren't outside playing. And walking through these neighborhoods, you know, million dollar homes, you know, not super extravagant. You know, for some of you back in Ohio, you hear a million dollar home and you imagine a super palace. No, I hear for a million dollars. For, for what you guys get back there, 124 over 82. For what you guys get back there for 90,000, we pay a million for. Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's serene. It's calm. It's not... It's easy. And I'm thinking maybe it maybe shouldn't be that way. Maybe we should, we're getting used to something that's going to change us. Maybe we're slowly, maybe we're in a pot and the boiling water is slowly getting turned up. And then by the time, and then as soon as it reaches a certain temperature boiling and we're not even recognizing it, we'd be done. Maybe we've sunk into something. 123 over 86. Maybe we've sunk into something that we may not be able to crawl out of. A hole or an experience. And maybe that's something that we can't crawl out of or change back to whatever normal used to be is a good thing. Maybe we don't need to go back. We don't know what's going to happen after this. We could be changed. I think that, I think we're going to be changed. I'm kind of hoping. Cause I'm telling you, it's crowded out here in LA, <laughs> and right now it's not. And if you get to experience it, I do miss the people. I do miss the energy. I'll give you that. I do miss the people. I do miss the energy. I don't think I'll be able to get back on the bus for a long time. I might have to figure out how to drive or do something. Um, and that's only when we go back to work. Staggered shifts and all that. Going to a concert, 
going to a concert, it's kind of hard for me to picture myself 124 of 83. I'm, I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm, I'm going to calm down and do one with uh, without talking and stuff. One twenty-two over eighty-four, which is probably not bad for the morning, considering how much salt I took in yesterday and maybe over the weekend. So that's—I mean, it's, it's not a concern. I wouldn't call it a concern. It's just a ponderance. I just like to ponder that idea. You know, where are we? What are we doing? What are we, what are we doing? What are we doing? And then we, and then when we go back to normal, what's that for? Our youth, who comes after us to sustain, I do want life to sustain and to continue. Okay, let's break it. Let's just break it all the way down. I do have a, a drive. It may be an instinct for life to continue. Not just mine, not just my family's, but life in general, period. From that, that survival or that continuance must be driven by the youth. So the youth must come up, experience the same things that I wanted to experience in high school that I was talking about that I already did. When I think about life, you know, surviving, and when I think about the youth being the catalyst of that survival. And I think about them experiencing the things that I wanted to in high school, the things that they desire to live out and do and to challenge us older people's way of thinking and to bring it in their new ways, even if it's that stupid ass trap rap music, whatever, that is what they're supposed to do. That is what they're supposed to do. That's what the youth is supposed to do. They are supposed to come up and listen to that Parliament Funkadelic where they say words like funk, which we weren't allowed to say on the radio. I mean, which we weren't allowed to say, but we're on the radio. And they're supposed to try to deny us our 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 our, our deviations from the things that they want us to be and the things that they think we should be they are supposed to deny us and we're supposed to fight through it we're supposed to fight through it and overcome it it builds us our character it builds us our strength it, it, it shows us our determination and the things that we want that our elders are trying to hold us down from it just makes us stronger and i think that's the way life should evolve i do want to see i guess in a way which i never thought i'd hear myself say I do want to see a better world. No, not even a better world. I just want to see a world that the youth is going to have. If it ain't better, that's their problem. They need to fix it. They're smarter anyway. They'll have more tools. They'll have more uh, resources at their Less resources, but more intellect. They'll be smart. They're going to be smarter. This whole social networking thing and how they do games online and how they all interact, they're going to be smarter. These kids are so much information. There's so much information and so many different opinions are coming in at these kids at such a young age with, you know, uh, social media and all these connected devices that they're going to they're gonna blow us out the water. That in itself is just going to change the whole everything and everything. And with that, though, there also will be hate groups 
in fringe groups that the majority or the main population deems to be evil or bad or not productive or whatever. And those groups will flourish too, which I do not think is a bad thing. When it, It's a battle. It's an ongoing battle. There are no rules. You just can't censor out or eliminate this or that. It's almost like a capitalistic market for ideologies. Ideologies and ideas that may conflict with the ones you have that you and your group may deem as evil and doom us have the same right of their beliefs that you have of yours just because you you just inherently know oh that's just wrong and you go in your little bubble and you talk to your people and you say that's just wrong and that's all you have to say and they get it you don't even have to explain why or nothing you just say that's just wrong yeah you're right because they get it I understand it You got, all you guys did the research you guys know the, the facts behind it you don't even have to discuss it no more it's just wrong we just know it's wrong that leads to being in a bubble and lack of discussion of other people's opinions. And I believe in a discussion of other people's opinions. I took a creative thinking class the other day. And one example was that they came up with the strangest idea for solution. A strange, crazy idea. There was like snow on top of a... There's like snow gets on the electrical wires on these telephone poles. And they wanted to get, the, you know, how some, you know, they need to get that snow off the electrical wire so that things work better. One guy said, yeah, let's just get the uh, bears to... Uh, climb up there and do it for us. You know, and they laugh. They said, oh, okay. And somebody said, well, how do we get the bears up there? He said, we put honey up there. So, oh, okay, okay. And so I said, how will we get the honey up there? Uh, we, we'll use helicopters. Oh, okay, we use helicopters. And then what they come to find out is that when they went to put the honey on top of the telephone poles with the helicopters, the spinning blades in the wind blew the snow off. See, those, that's, that was just, to me, that's the one that, 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 that took me there. You know, those little, you know, those work webinar kind of classes you got to take every so often. That's the one that got me there. And that's why I've always believed that we need to hear all sides all the time, no matter how drastic or foolish we think they may be. Anyhow, my name is Jeffrey Scott Mitchell. It's 1050. I got to get ready to go do what I do. Another 18 minutes. 18 minutes seems to be the... Norm here. I recorded this one at 640 by 360 just to see how it's going to come out. I didn't, um, I just recorded at 1280 by 7 something bigger, but uh, we'll see. What's the difference? It's only me sitting here. Yeah, I don't need to be like all in three super deep. It's all about my voice anyway. It's all about the uh, audio. Anyway, my name is Jeffrey. Swinging on y'all two times in the time of the Corona. The time of the Corona COVID-19 virus. What we're doing, y'all. What we're doing, swinging on y'all twice. My name is Jeffrey.